Welcome to the 27th roundup of the PPC Chat Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. GMT. Um, yeah, my name is Anu. I'm the founder of MindSwan, a company through which I aim to share my ideas about paid search, paid media, and especially my passion for doing digital reporting well through a tool that is already on everybody's laptop. Yes, that's right. It's Microsoft Excel. Um, so yeah, if you want a free consultancy about what I can do for you in regards to paid media, or cutting your spend um, on your data analysis tool, just send me a message at hello at mindswan.com or just get to me on Facebook, Twitter or on Instagram with the handle mindswanppc. So that's M-I-N-D-S-W-A-N-P-P-C. So yeah, in this episode, we have Amy Hoffman um, leading us in a chat on Google Analytics, a platform I'm sure, you know, many of you, if not all of you would have heard of, use pretty much as much as AdWords. And um, yeah, even if it's just for the free service that you can use it for. Um, and if you're not, I definitely highly recommend you to use it to get some great um, website insights. So yeah, let's get right into the conversation. So yeah, we've got Amy starting with the question of which do you prefer? Google Ads conversion tracking or Google Analytics imported goals and why? We've got Amalia coming in with her answer saying it depends on the client and the goal. For form leads, we use Google Ads conversion tracking but have a goal set up in analytics as well. For calls, we import goals from analytics to Google Ads because our call tracking system works better with analytics. Um, we've got Doug, Doug R. Thomas replying to question one saying import them goals if you can. You're using analytics, etc. etc. I'm all about one true source of data and building off that. Yes, that was really important for um, one of our clients um, that I've worked on, which is Zoopla. And um, yeah, it was really great to have all the platforms, you know, being able to feed into Google Analytics and having that um, one true source of analytics that one true source of conversions that allows you to that also dedupes um, the data so yeah very good for conversion tracking there um, we've got Amalia continuing with her answer to question one saying also sometimes I don't trust a client's web developer and my Google Ads tags will be randomly removed because they don't recognize it while the analytics one will stay put so in that case I import form goals as well Alex Perrin bottom sorry Perrin boom even replied to a question one saying I tend to prefer importing GA goals a bit more streamlined and keeps naming convert convert conventions similar we've got um amy herself replying to question one saying i'm a big fan of using analytics that way all of the reports are consistent but the time lag for import is a pain so yeah that's right it's all about having that one source um got mark gustafson replying to question one saying always import from ga fewer tags things similar then fewer tags make things simpler even. However, there are no ways around somewhat using Google Ads to calls from ads. We've got Timothy Jansen replying question one saying Google Ads reporting if GTM is in place to set up easily, otherwise GA. We've got Stephanie Erne replying to question one saying I've always used Google Analytics, lately been thinking about which is actually better, but Google Analytics is just easier and faster, so I kind of stick with that one, but I'm very curious to what you guys have to say about this. And then we've got Eric, and that's just Eric, um, uh, saying um, I don't have a preference, it depends on the setup and needs of the account, but have their place, both have their place. I think I tend to set up both just so... Um, just to have more data points to compare.
And then we've got Timothy Jensen also um, replying, saying that I do have a concern about entirely relying on GA goals when Google Ads tracking may catch some that GA would attribute as last click elsewhere. So what do you do, guys, think? Do you prefer Google Ads tracking? Do you prefer Google Analytics? Um, do you find such the yeah, differentiating um, values from both? So let us know. Um, so, yeah, going on to question two, Amy asks, Aside from importing conversions and lists, that's your favorite way to leverage. What's your favorite way to leverage Google Analytics to improve your paid search campaign? So that's again, aside from importing conversions and lists, what's your favorite way to leverage Google Analytics to improve your paid search campaigns? But before we get into the answers to that, we got um, Emma Franks coming with her answer to question one saying, since I started doing everything or as much as possible in GTM, I've come to prefer analytics goals, easier setup and just a single setup importing to Google ads and compatible with Google attribution beta, which I'm still getting into. We've got Timothy Jensen replying to question two, saying multi-channel funnels is pretty awesome for seeing how channels campaigns interact at various points of the funnel. Um, then, yeah, we've got um, Amalia replying to question two, um, saying my custom placements report for display network. It's allowed me to build a list of managed placement campaigns that actually have good time on site. That and scroll event tracking for PPC landing page. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, um, Alex Perrin-Boom replying to question two, saying, I second that multi-channels funnels are intriguing. So that's replied to Timothy Jensen saying multi-channels funnel is pretty awesome for seeing how channels or campaigns are, interact at various points of the funnels. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Emma Franks replying to question two, saying time lag report, assisted conversions, multi-channel funnel and new versus returning are possibly top for me. Great for showing customer journey and creating full funnel strategies page speed and bounce rate are also helpful to diagnose um, when something goes crazy and um, we've got Amy then replying to question two saying when adding new keywords I like to look at session duration and average page views to see if traffic looks like it's quality good early indicators um, and then continue with answer to question two um, she says that I also like to dig into the landing page content and funnel pages to see where funnels are leaking traffic and zero on pages that need help and might be hurting conversion rate we've got Andrea Cruz replying to question two saying I also like the interest report on the audiences to be able to see which audiences are driving goals or revenue for other channels Mark Gustafson replies to question two saying time lag path length basically the entire multi-channel funnels tab it helps you see a different picture I like leveraging this to support top funnel activity and audience building also the attribution model comparison tool um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Timothy actually Jansen replying to um, Amy where she said the concern of accidentally over attributing by relying on Google ads. You mean I have the same concern and this is um, under the topic of Timothy saying that he has a concern about entirely relying on GA goals when Google ad tracking may catch some of that GA, uh, which then gets attributed as last click elsewhere. So Timothy continues that saying, actually, I'd say I'm more concerned about under-reporting with the fact that GA only includes last click. Guess it depends on how you're looking at attribution for a particular client. And then, yeah, we've got an Eric, they're replying to question two saying, I have a Google custom search engine and feed the queries into GA. This gives me added um, keyword ideas for paid search. Yeah, that's a very good top tip. I'm going to 
take that and copy that <laughs> for my tips. I hope you guys are taking notes of this really great tips that um, that people give here. So we've got um, question two. Um, Amy continue with her answer to question two again, saying, last but not least, site search data is helpful to see what people are trying to find but can't to identify content opportunities. Um, yeah, so we've got then Julia Vice replying to question one saying both. I have clients who are super into the store visit conversions and I use the Google Analytics goals for most things. Um, we've then got um, Eric replying to um, Amy Hoffman where they talk about even more multi-channel reports and, and that's Amy saying she loves them. Eric goes, agreed on the multi-channel funnel report. I've used that to test different attribution models in Google Ads to see if there has any, if to see if there was any performance differences. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Eric also then continue with question, answer to question two, saying also page value reports. These can tell which landing pages are better to use in various circumstances. And then we've got um, Amy continuing with question three, saying, aside from importing conversions and lists, what's your favorite way to leverage Google Analytics to improve your remarketing campaigns? Um, um, yeah, but before we go into that, we've got Amali replying to question two, saying, I also like looking at time lag, the percentage of conversion PPC drives in comparison to everything else and multi-channel reporting. And continue with her answer to question two. I love it when people have multiple answers um, to a question and just can't keep it to one tweet so yeah let's hope that we can um let's hope i can catch all the answers that people are giving for each of the questions um so yeah amalia continues with another answer to question two saying i've also used search query data to create many uh, and um, many an faq page okay interesting yes yeah, search query data to create FAQ pages. Um, all right, so then we've got Julie Buccini um, coming in with her answer to question two, saying, I'd like to dig deeper into G ads traffic in Google Analytics by applying second dimensions like device category to see more how users of um, different devices behave after clicking on ads. Got Max Media replying to question one, saying, we tend to use Google Ads conversion pixel tracking, but a few times we've worked with goals imported from analytics. Using the former keeps everything internal, so to speak, and the latter may result in duplicate counting. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Eric then replying to question three, saying, that's a good question. Curious to hear how others use GA to improve remarketing as I'm new. Um, as I'm now remarketing proselyte, proselyte, um, that's a word I'm going to have to look up later. Um, okay. So we've then got, um, Amy replying to question three saying the time lag and cohort analysis are great for determining time frames around remarketing audiences. I also like the flow reports to look at the natural progression of site visitors and how they self-select into content. Now, this is a great way of just knowing how Google Analytics works and knowing what to look for for all the different reporting types they are. Google Analytics, you should think about putting this together as a, as a great way of an FAQ for Google Analytics. Um, so yeah, big thanks to Amy Hoffman for this, or Amy Bishop actually, for this um, chat. So these questions that are giving us these great answers as well. So um, yeah, we've got um, Eric replying to um, question two, 
where Amalia had said, um, I've also used search query data to create many on FAQ pages. Eric said, yep, and to create blog content. So many good uses of SQ data. And now that we have a chat box on our chatbot on our site, seeing what people type in there provides an excellent source of improvements for FAQ pages and blog content. Got Mark's media replying to question two saying, we haven't really utilized analytics in paid search campaigns outside of importing goals and custom audience list. We've got Andrea Cruz replying to question three saying, I like segmenting my audiences based on events, pages per session, bounce rate, time on site. The list goes on and on. It all depends on what the numbers look like. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Marx Media in terms of their answer to question three saying same as the answer to question two for them. John Kagan comes in um, with his answer to question one saying, I'm a loyalist to GA conversion tracking. I prefer it so I can house all inbound traffic conversions data together so there's no questioning it versus other sources. Got, um, yeah, then Amy Bishop continuing with um, her answer to question three saying, I like to monitor return visit trends through a view segment when you activate or expand remarketing. It allows you to monitor if you're driving incremental or people who are going to come back to purchase anyway. We then have Emma Franks replying to question three, saying my most recent obsession is using time on site filters in audience creation for non-converting users. Has gone a long way in boosting RLSA performance by cutting out accidental clicks or unqualified users. I've got Mark Gustafson replying to question three, saying create audiences and get nerdy. I don't know how to talk about this in such few characters. Utilize UTMs and build funnels. Based off goal completion, UTM content page duration, so many options. I've got Eric then again responding to question three saying, I need to come back to you on this. I'd like to understand this more. Um, Julie Bicini replied to question three saying, using GA to, re to really see where people are falling out of your funnel and then digging deeper into the spot in the funnel, checking from multiple angles, time on page, time on site, etc. Comparing this to non-paid traffic can be enlightening too. Um, and yeah, we then have um, Stephanie Erne replying to question three that who says that so depends on the amount of traffic. I like to make loads of lists and add them in Google Ads as observation first before actually bidding differently on them. Once made a list out of all mobile traffic and targeted this list only on desktop in Google Ads. Um, got John Kagan replying to question two saying I'm a mega geek on audiences. I use it to research visitor demographics and behavior to form targeting lists in the engine. And then we have Amy going on to question four, actually, even though she's labeled it here as question seven. Um, she goes, let's move into audiences, shall we? Um, what are your favorite audiences to build in Google Analytics? Um, and then, yeah, we've got, um, yeah. Amy replying straight away saying, as, Ma as Mark um, has mentioned, remarketing lists from other sources with more demographic info to expand reach and inventory. Um, we've got John Kagan replying to question three saying, hunt down human behavior to refine my target. Um, and then we've got um, Julia Vice replying to question four saying, non-converters, specific page viewers, traffic source data for campaign retargeting, video viewers for sure. Got Andrea Cruz replying to question four saying users to started who started to fill a form and left frequent visit visitors device overlap. 
Um, and then we've got, yeah, Amy Bishop replying to um, Eric where he was like, but how do you do that? How do you know whether they're going to return anyway and purchase? But this, because this is basically based on the topic about how um, um, Amy likes to keep an eye on um, return visitors trends to make sure those people who aren't already going to return um, who aren't already going to return and purchase anyway if they're a strong trend that indicates they might have so um, Amy replies to that says if you aren't running remarketing and then you launch it you can monitor your return visit conversion and conversion rate trends to see how much they increase as how much they're you're paying for people that are already likely to come back based upon prior trends and then we've got Amalia replying to question seven or question four actually which says uh, with her answer going my favorite audience audiences have to be the ones that combine funnel behavior i want to see and exclude behavior i don't want to see um i.e visits to page a and b excluding anybody who has visited career pages plus time on site i usually have five to six of this per account um per account y test um well she says per account to test obviously <laughs> um and then yeah we've then got um yeah emma frank replying to question seven in um, in brackets actually question four i say kind of repeating but non-converting visitors with layered criteria for edu clients i segment by program based on pages viewed others are time on site um, get as detailed as possible while keeping audience size large enough. Um, Mark Gustafson replies, honestly, this is why I'm excited about the Microsoft, Microsoft audience network LinkedIn targeting. Um, if it performs, I just want cheaper clicks to build audiences. They're cheaper than GEM. Cool. I just want a cheaper way to pull in the LinkedIn targeting data. Um, and yeah, we've then got Stephanie Arne replying to question seven, which is actually four, um, saying different amount of days in the list to keep shows, keep showing fresh ads, different buying phases if it can be determined. Of course, converters and bouncers and when selling on events like Halloween, use that list the year after again. We've got Timothy Jansen replying to question seven, which is actually question four, saying layering and engagement data is a nice benefit of creating audiences in GA. Then Kirk Williams replies to the same question, saying audiences that take both, that's number one, who and two, what into account. So audiences that differentiate, one, people by demographic or buying intent, and then two, layer on actions they've taken on the site, moving them down the funnel, such as chart abandonment on site um over 10 minutes etc got mark gustafson replying to the same question saying take purchases of a certain product and dive in the data to see what they typically purchase in a following transaction boom hit them with it um and then yeah we've then got um kirk williams going um part two to his question answers question seven which is actually a four um saying doggone it there's a third part to that two time segmenting audiences into seven day 30 day 90 day windows or whatever works for you um and then yeah in, in response to that he says i.e cart abandoners in the past seven days who had more than four items in their to their cart is equal to a hot audience and then we've got um, Julie Buccini then asking a very good question, saying a general question to ask yourself and clients when remarketing and creating audiences, how long or how many times are you willing to pay to be in front of a potential, a potential customer? Um, and then, yeah, we've got Mark Gustafson replying um, to Julia Vice where she was like, where she said, exclude them during shipping time, shares, 
stares off into distance. I've been so stupid for so long. So that's in replying to Mark where he said, um, how long does it typically, typically, typically take for someone to purchase again, potentially exclude them during shipping time or initial use of product before going after them again? And um, yeah, Mark replies to Julia where um, saying, haha, it's not always a good idea. Maybe they want to gift one to a friend or something that would be a miss, but definitely worth considering. Um, and so, yeah, we then go back to um, our conversation with um, Timothy replying to Amy where um, she goes, let's circle back to multi-channel conversion reports. Do you use the multi-channel funnel reporting? How does it influence your strategy? And how do you communicate the info to stakeholders? Got Timothy Gentry replied to that saying multi-channel funnel reports are particularly helpful for proving value of top of funnel traffic that's harder to associate with revenue or leads, e.g. showing impact of social can be unwieldy to work into reporting, but I do try to pull highlights when it makes sense. Um, and then, yeah, we've then got, um, yeah, um, Amy going with um, question eight, which is actually five. Um, so yeah, do you use the multi-channel funnel reporting? How does it influence your strategy and how do you communicate the info to stakeholders? Um, and yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's actually, yeah, going, going, going with the question that she said, but she didn't label it. Um, so she's calling it question eight and she actually does a very sweet shout out to me saying that she's messed up, messed up the question count, but don't worry, as long as we know what the questions are and we're really getting great tips here, it doesn't really matter. So I hope you guys are catching on okay with this. So this is a question about multi-channel funnel reporting that we're talking about. Do you use them? How does it influence your strategy? And how do you communicate the info to stakeholders? So our answers goes um, from Emma Frank. Um, Franks, I don't typically report on multi-channel funnel, but we'll consult it internally and will reference with clients in specific cases to explain a certain strategy or anomaly, e.g. Spotify ads, no direct conversion, but we can see its role in the conversion process. Got Kirk Williams replying to the, um, the multi-channel question, um, saying we use them in various ways. One example would be keeping an eye on assisted conversions and communicating it directionally, di communicating if directionally significant, i.e. if attribution model isn't fairly showing value of channel based on assists as well. Um, we've got Mark Gustafson replying um, to the multi-channel question saying, I don't report on it regularly if that's what you're saying. It is the basis of a strategy. What's the time lag and path length? How many steps should I have in my funnel? And how aggressive do I need to be in presenting them um, them in, cont in content? Um, Amali replies to um, our multi-channel, multi-channel yeah, funnel reports um, saying, um, I like to highlight multi-channel reporting, especially when introducing top of funnel strategy. It's like my backup. So yeah, so it looks like multi-channel uh, funnel and report is good for top of funnel strategies. Um, we then have um, Julia Weiss then replying to our, our question saying, I specifically do this with a client who uses us for media, a separate retargeting agency. Hi, Criteria, you black box badasses and have lots of organic traffic um, through their app. Multi-channel is a lifesaver for getting clarity. John Kagan replies to the question saying, we like to review assisted conversions to see what media actually makes sense to invest in further. Um, got Amy then replying to the question as well saying I like to share insights from the multi-channel reports to show value for campaigns that are driving a lot of assisted conversions to help move the focus away from last touch if the brand is focused on growth. 
Stephanie Ernie replies to them to the question saying, I love creating campaign for a specific step in the funnel, like specifically using Google ads to attract new customers or to close a deal. Also makes it easier to manage a campaign and optimize it. I find looking at all the steps often makes me indecisive. Um, and then, yeah, we've then got um, Kirk Williams coming in with a girl who says, by the way, random tip, if in e-commerce and analyzing multi-channel funnel reports, make sure to deselect all your random goals so only transactions show. And he actually um, gives an image for that, which I will share in my details. Okay, then. And then we've got Marx Media then replying to our multi-channel um, funnel question saying we don't have much overlap between PPC and SEO clients, but for the main overlapping client, we work to drive reservations via PPC and brand or location awareness via SEO, ideally resulting in some reservations. Um, and then, yeah, we've then got uh, Marx Media doing this part two to um, question eight um, or yeah, the multi-channel funnel um, question. And she, they say, and we have weekly reports, one for SEO and one for PPC for set clients, along with a monthly and quarterly SEO report to update set client on the fruits of our SEO labor. Um, we've got um, Mark Gustafson um, replying to Amalia, where Amalia said, I like to highlight multi-channel reporting, especially when introducing top of funnel strategies. Mark replies this, well, they actually come back organically or through these three other channels before conversion. So let's invest in top of funnel um, knowing the direct ROI might not be there and consider using a first-click attribution model when trying out new top-of-funnel strategies. Um, and Amy then replies to that saying not to bring it back to remarketing but the multi-channel reports can give insights into where remarketing efforts are likely to be successful. Following up on campaigns with high assisted conversions plus when to remarket, it, remarket time lag. Um, got Timothy Jensen replying to the question saying, as one example, worked with a client promoting class signups and many final conversions occurred through email. However, multi-channel funnels showed that paid sources were contributing more heavily to getting them into the funnel. Okay, then. And then, yeah, she, um, Amy goes, we have time for one last question. Um, but before we quickly go into that, we've got Stephanie Ernie giving an answer to the multi-channel funnel question saying, in reporting, though, we always show assisted conversion value. But when talking to clients, I usually walk them through the first and last attribution model and show them ROAS. I show them the most used, uh, useful um, funnel parts so they can get a better understanding of it. And so, yeah, Amy Bishop goes down to um, to question nine, which is actually question six, um, saying, if you had a magic wand, what's one thing you could change about Google Analytics? Okay. So, um, yeah, we've then got um, John Kagan replying, saying the ability to fix faulty data from the past. Yes, that's very true. We had so, so um, much issues with that, with um, my past, with working when I was working at Supla. John Kagan replying to that, I'd like to see my remarketing list be available for all media, regardless of targets I set. That and more in-depth, easier to access info on GDN, Gmail or YouTube. Um, Amy Bishop replies to that saying, I would really love if it captured personally identifiable data like CRM. But since that's out of the questions, I would be happy if I could have view segments for every port to slice and dice all the data. Um, Julie Buccini replies to question nine saying, I would bring back organic keyword data. The power of the, that data along with paid query data was immense. I still miss it. 
Um, and then, yeah, just before going out, Julie Bicini goes, thanks for hosting. Great topics. And, um, yeah, we'll get back onto who's actually going to be hosting and what the topic will be for next week. Um, but before closing off, we got to get a few more answers. Amalia goes, re retroactivity, retroactivity, fixing data I know was collected improperly. Um, Andrea Cruz replies, the ability to add more than one secondary dimension right in the interface without having to create a custom report. Um, <laughs> Julia Vice replies, this is more of a Zuck magic wand, but I'd love cross platform auto-targeting with everything facebook linkedin twitter quora Elo, which shouldn't even still exist oath <laughs> rogers all of the things um and then yeah we've got emma frank point to that same back populating new audiences i realize this is a technical thing dealing with cookies and whatnot but if you've already got someone in a general all users audience how hard is it to know they fit into this new specific audience too um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Emma Frank saying, yes, and when you update IP include exclusions, sorry, yes, and when you update IP exclusions, take that data out of the view entirely. So, um, yeah, that's in reply to Amalie saying re retroactivity, fixing data I know was collected improperly. Um, and then, yeah, we've, well, I'm going to just end now with um, Kirk Williams' GA wishlist saying the ability to edit faulty data for account owners, um, unique users plus IP reporting. Come on, Google. We know this allowing it is just a show. Please, can we have it? And three, our organic keyword data back. OK, then. And um, yeah, so we've got some good answers there, some very good tips. I hope you are, you know, writing away um quickly there but obviously you don't have to go too quick just rewind back to some of the tips that you might have enjoyed there um and yeah we've got a nice sign off from amy saying thank you guys for letting me host your rocks sorry for botching the numbers um i hope you guys didn't get confused with that i hope you guys understood what the questions are and the answers were um but please give me feedback give us feedback on what more topics you want us to talk about and um how you want some of these um, questions and answers to go. And um, yeah, hope you got some great tips there. My favorite were definitely about um, the whole being able to use search query to be able to decide what, you know, blog to write about or in terms of content optimization. So yeah, I'll definitely be adding, um, you know, online, on sites searching, site searching for my website very soon. All right. All right, so I hope you found that very useful. Um, please, yeah, give your, your feedback on anything you want to hear more about or less of about. Um, but for now, that's me done for this week. I've been Anu. If you want to contact me, um, get to me on hello at mindswan.com. Speak to you later. Bye.